The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is the continuation of Seneca's letter number six on friendship and the sharing of knowledge, which we began yesterday. Yesterday, Seneca talked about how he's noticing all of these changes in himself, which are indicative of progress because he's realizing his own faults. And then he talked about how meaningful his friendship with Lucilius was in which he can share his faults and talk about them uh, and they could work on uh, on trying to, you know, to pursue the good together uh, in accordance with the Rambam's interpretation of the Mishnah about Kanela Chachaver, uh, acquire a friend for yourself. If you haven't listened to that episode, then I, I do recommend you listen to it before this one, but, you know, it's the ideas are independent. So Seneca goes on and he says, you can't imagine how much of an alteration I see each day bringing about in me. Send me too, you will be saying, the things that you have found so effectual. Indeed, I desire to transfer every one of them to you. Part of my joy in learning is that it puts me in a position to teach. Nothing, however outstanding and however helpful, will ever give me any pleasure if the knowledge is to be for my benefit alone. If wisdom were offered me on the one condition that I should keep it shut away and not divulge it to anyone, I should reject it. There is no enjoying the possession of anything valuable unless one has someone to share it with. I shall send you, accordingly, the actual books themselves, And to save you a lot of trouble hunting all over the place for passages likely to be of use to you, I shall mark the passages so that you can turn straight away to the words I approve and admire. Okay, let's pause here for a second. So... Um, so, uh, like any friendship for, for the good, like any friendship for a higher purpose, then Seneca knows that Lucilius is going to want to be interested in reading and thinking about whatever Seneca, sorry, did I say the wrong thing? Lucilius, Seneca knows that Lucilius will be interested in, in reading and thinking about everything that Seneca has been reading and thinking about lately because they both enjoy the knowledge. Uh, and especially because the knowledge has had such an impact on Seneca, then Lucilius will want it because it will, uh, probably have an impact on him too. And when I read this thing about how uh, part of my joy in learning is that it puts me in a position to teach, uh, that really resonated with me because I, uh, this is my 12th year as a teacher. Yeah, 12th year as a teacher. So I initially went into teaching. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed teaching, but I went into teaching because I knew that the quality and quantity of learning uh, that I gain from teaching is so much higher than what I would have been able to do on my own. And I know that when I teach something, I really have to understand it. I really have to think about it. Um, and when I, when I actually do teach it, then it, you know, the, the, the dynamics of my students and the questions they ask and the, the further learning that that prompts me to do, it all just enhances my learning. So I initially went into te- to teaching for selfish reasons uh, of, uh, in, in the sense that, that it would enhance my learning more, you know, uh, but as I've gone on and and matured as a human being and as a teacher, I've started to realize that uh, I teach for a different reason, <laughs> okay, different selfish reason, which is the joy in sharing these ideas because they've impacted me so much. And I I want to share them. I mean, I get joy out of sharing them, but I also know that they're beneficial. I mean, and I just want everyone to see, I mean, they're beneficial and they're enjoyable. I just want people to see how cool these ideas are and... Um, and to uh, to to gain from them in in the same way I've gained from them, or to find their own ways to gain from them, and that that joy has really kind of taken over my teaching and has driven it in ways that uh, that and, and driven it, fueled it, you know, uh, um, expanded it in ways that I uh, I wouldn't have imagined when I started. Uh, especially, and I, I know I just did a podcast about this last week, but especially this year 
when like I can really teach whatever I want and however I want and to the to the best students possible. And like like for example, like last night, you know, I have a Humish methodology here on Wednesday nights, you know. And um I uh I was in a bit of a rut in terms of uh, end of the year burnout looming. Uh and I was like, you know, I've never shared with my students uh in detail the impact that Bruce Lee and his teachings have had on on my own methodology in teaching and learning. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm just going to go through for a Humish methodology here, even though it's not on Humish, I'm going to go through and talk about the, what we learned from Bruce Lee's teachings in terms of methodology of learning. And like, I was very nervous that like, maybe they won't, my students won't respond to it. Well, maybe they're not going to see it, but sure enough, as soon as I started talking and I was just sharing all of the, the, the joyously sharing all of the, the cool and useful ideas I got from Bruce Lee, that was contagious. Like they saw the the beauty of the ideas and they saw the joy in me sharing them. And, uh, and it, it was just a, it was just a purely enjoyable experience to be able to share something that is actually good and makes you happy, uh, and to share that with my students. And so I was really happy. I, uh, and, and when I read this letter of uh, Seneca, then, um, then uh, it really resonated with me. Okay. So then he goes on and he says, uh, to Lucilius personal converse though, so no, so he, so he just said, I want to send you all the stuff. Okay. But then he says, personal converse though, and daily intimacy with someone will be of more benefit to you than any discourse. You should really be here and on the spot. Firstly, because people believe their eyes rather more than their ears. And secondly, because the road is a long one. If one proceeds by way of precepts, but short and effectual, if by way of personal example, Cleanthes would never have been the image of Zeno uh, if he had merely heard him lecture. He lived with him, studied his private life, watched him to see if he lived in accordance with his own principle. Plato, Aristotle, and a host of other philosophers, all destined to take different paths, derived more from Socrates' character than from his words. It was not Epicurus' school, but living under the same roof as Epicurus that turned Metrodorus, Hermachus, and Polyanus into great men. And yet I do not summon you to my side solely for the sake of your own progress, but for my own as well, for we shall be of the utmost benefit to each other." Okay, so uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I'm uh, going through Hilchos Deos, the Laws of Character Traits, in uh, the Rambam, Maimonides, uh, with my students. And um, it's interesting that there are there are two mitzvahs in terms of the Laws of Character Traits that I think uh, relate to this. The first mitzvah is Vahalachta Bidrachav, that you should walk in God's ways, which the Rambam explains to mean that you should, uh, you should establish good character traits in your soul. And he explains how he, uh, he holds that you should do that. Uh, and then the second mitzvah is is ubosidbak uh, is cling to God, okay, and um, and the um, you know the the question that that Chazal asked. Oh, actually, I'm just going to read from the Rambam here. So the Rambam writes in Hilchos Deos six two mitzvah to say lihi dabek b'chachamim It is a positive mitzvah to cling to the wise to wise people in order to learn from their actions. Shnemar as it is stated ubosidbak you shall cling to him to God. And then he quotes Chazal, he quotes the sages, Is it possible for a person to cling to the divine presence? Rather, this is what the sages said in explaining this mitzvah. Cling to the sages, to the wise men, and to their students. And then he Therefore, a person uh, needs to strive to marry the daughter of a of a uh, a student of the wise, a Tamil Chacham, and he should marry off his own daughter to a Tamil Chacham. 
Chachamim, and he should eat and drink with Tamid Chachamim, and he should do business with Tamid Chachamim, and he should join into them with all types of joining or all types of friendship, association. Shnemar, as it says, of Vosid Bach. Um, and uh, so to the sages, the Chachamim uh, commanded and said, uh, You should, um, you know, wallow in the dust of their feet and drink with thirst their words. So the point is, is that you have two mitzvos that um, are both directed at, at, at having you a person at, at, at facilitating the development of good character traits. Uh, one is, so to speak, on a theoretical and personal level where you are learning about what God's character, you know, what, 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 what the Midas of or what, how God conducts himself, so to speak. And then you're emulating those through the study of them and through the, the practices, uh, you know, that the Ramam talks about in the first two chapters. But then the other way is by spending time and becoming friends with and associating with Chachamim, with, with people who are actually wise and who, who live that way. And, what Seneca is pointing out here is he's saying, I mean, that's exactly the two categories in Seneca. He's saying that, yeah, it's I can share with you, Lucilius, the things I've, the texts I've learned, and that will definitely help you. But the real gain is made by by living with and seeing and interacting and and socializing with with uh, with true philosophers. And this is something again that I you know I value my community here so much in the Yeshiva community. Um, I've been living in the YBT community for almost 20 years now, I guess 19 years. Uh, and, you know, it is a community of Chachamim. And, uh, and like, you know, it's very, there are lots of Chachamim around the world. Uh, but, you know, this community has been going strong for 50 years. And uh, we're all, you know, we're all, uh, we all partake of the same value system of, of a life of, of, of learning and ideas and chesed tzedakah and mishpat and and you know improving ourselves and and there is something that is uh that you know a special quality of being in the community and interacting with these people on a day-to-day basis you know that you can't substitute for and this is why i was going to give this sheer or this sheer this uh this podcast uh during the winter when i was in the depths of my quarantine um uh loneliness of um of when I was not interacting with anyone in the community live, you know, uh, I was just by myself and it was very hard. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I ever took for granted this community because I, <laughs> I talk about it so much and I gush about it so much, but I think I did not realize the extent to which my own personal development was, was like, like emotionally, I didn't really realize what the quality of life would be like of being deprived of those interactions for such a long period of time. And that's why it's been such a joy to, um, to emerge into normalcy now and to be going to meals on Shabbos again and to be hanging out with my friends again, you know, and talking with them in real life and also with, with my, uh, with my Talmudian, with my students. I mean, that's something that I, I talked about, you know, last week, but like, you know, uh, throughout the first part of the pandemic, it was just learning and that's great, you know, and, and obviously learning is the, is the crux of what our, what our relationship is, but like spending time with my Talmudim and like talking about life and living life and eating and drinking and, uh, and all that stuff, you know, that is really what the, what, what, what truly has an impact on you in a way that you can't get just from the, uh, the learning of the books. Um, so I, I, again, this too really resonated with me. Lastly, uh, Seneca always concludes his letter to Lucilius, or almost always concludes it by quoting a 
another philosopher, sometimes from what he calls the enemy camp, which is the Epicureans. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. He's so Seneca says, meanwhile, since I owe you the daily allowance, that's what he means, like my what I owe you the quote. I'll tell you what took my fancy in the writings of Hecato today. What progress have I made? I am beginning to be my own friend. That is progress indeed. Such a person will never be alone, and you may be sure he is a friend of all. Um, now, I quoted, or Ramam quoted yesterday, Aristotle's statement that your your true your 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 true friend is your other self, or something like that. Uh, I've seen that that uh, translated the way that Hecato says is that um, that you are your own best friend. Uh, I don't know what he means by that, but I'll tell you what I associated to when he says, I'm beginning, beginning to be my own friend, is if you look at the definition of friendship we said yesterday, where you know the other person, you know, the Ramam's definition of friendship, uh, you know the other person and you enjoy their company, that's a friendship of, ple of, of pleasure on the lower level, and you trust them and are not withholding anything back from them, that's a friendship of pleasure on the higher level. And you are striving to do what is good for that person uh, and to help each other attain the good. Um, that is the highest level of friendship. So I think that it is possible, or I mean, I hope it's possible to have that level of friendship with yourself where you do enjoy your own company. You know, that's what he says that you will, uh, you'll never be alone, but you also are open with yourself about trusting yourself with everything in terms of your seeing your flaws and, and, and your ugly parts and, uh, and, and things that you need to work on. And you actually work to improve yourself and to to you know to uh, to attain the good for yourself, and and that is how you relate to yourself. And again, it sounds obvious, but like most people don't do that. Like they they'll pursue you know whatever pleasures or uh, or or values that are external to themselves, but they don't actually work to treat themselves the way that they would treat a friend for the higher good, you know? Um, and, uh, and so beginning to be your own friend, I mean, that's something we should, uh, uh, you know, we should aspire to of like, like, you know, having a friendship of, of, uh, of enjoyment and security and for the good with yourself and, uh, and realizing that the self is, uh, is, you know, worthy of that kind of, uh, of love and, um, and treatment. Uh, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Link is in the description. Uh, and I should mention also that this is a, if you've been on the fence about whether to join the Patreon, uh, it is a good idea to join at the beginning of the month because Patreon charges you at the beginning of each month. So if you join now, then uh, it'll you know you'll you'll make your contribution now and then uh, in June then you'll get charged again uh, for the next contribution. Um, so uh, yeah, it's you know it's good good to join in the beginning of the month. Um, so uh, and um, and uh, just a reminder again, like you know any amount of three dollars is helps. <laughs> you know three dollars definitely helps, uh, and you can change your amount anytime. But uh, yeah, every, every dollar goes a long way, especially again because we're heading into the summer and uh, and into next year, and uh, and my uh, you know my financial situation is changing, and I hope to be able to continue producing this Torah content. Thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.